Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two cousins who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Monica. And I'm not going to lie, we already started filming this podcast without the microphone on, so. Yeah, sometimes our intelligence is just not there. And it's okay. Um, so because I gave the disclaimer in the last intro, I don't have spiders on my eyes, even though Mary Kate thinks it looks like spiders on my eyes. I tried a new experimental thing with lashes. I work at a makeup store, so I can do cool, fun, quirky makeup, and people actually appreciate it. I'm not crying black tears, I promise. I have a job. Yeah, Mary Kate has. Look at us. We're working women. I mean, I had a job, but now I have two jobs. We're both now working women. <laughs> I had two jobs. <laughs> I know. I, I had one. I have two. Yeah. Now I am officially working. This is my first week been super fun so far. I love all of my co-workers. My managers are primo um, and super understanding. Um, I literally love every single one of them and they're giving me hours, which I love. And I'm getting paid 13 an hour and I just could cry. I went to work today to fill out new hire paperwork and I called my mom and she answered the phone and I said, hi, I'm not calling you as my mother. I'm calling you as my accountant. I need you to answer questions about my W-4 before I do this. I love that for you, though. At least you know, like, you don't have to call them, like, working hours. Your mom's just, like, always your accountant. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, my aunt, our aunt, works at the school that I'm teaching at. And so while I was filling out the paperwork today, I looked at her and I go, Hi, um, I'm going to put you down as my emergency contact because if anything goes wrong, you're literally the closest person. Yeah. That's actually really smart, though. I mean, I put my mom, obviously, but yeah. then I also, my second one, I put my aunt, because I was like, first of all, they all would be able to get caught hold of you, and also, like, if I need to go to the hospital, you're going to get me there a lot faster than my mom. Yeah. yeah. So. How far of a drive is it from here to St. Andrews? Is it in uh, Buffalo? Yeah, it's, well, it's in Kenmore. It's about uh, 25-ish minutes when there's not traffic. In the morning, it's probably more like 35 or 40. My uncle thinks that I should not take Grand Island, and I uh, think that he doesn't understand that that adds at least 15 minutes onto my drive. Yeah, if you take because um, he's like just go the, he's like down. no he's like just go the way that you would go to my house and then keep going that way and I was like so you think that the twenty minutes it takes for me to go to your house and then the twenty minutes it takes to get from your house to the school is when I quicker. can just cut across the island and he's like but what about like accidents and stuff I was like yeah that doesn't happen every day yeah like if there's an accident if there's then a, you get off and he's like but how will you know there's an accident before you leave I go. Google, Google Maps, my dude. I don't drive without Google Maps. Yeah. Like, I will have, literally, I had to go to DeCamillo's Bakery on Linwood the other day. Which, by the way. No, yeah. not the not the Pine Avenue one. Uh, the, the, the original one. Okay. Um. Yeah, I know. But, so I had to go to DeCamillo's on Linwood. Mm. I don't know if you know how close the DeCamillo's on Linwood is oh, yeah, to my it's house. yeah, literally like three yeah. seconds on the street. It's a three minute drive. I put my Google Maps on. Honestly, I don't blame you. Just like, <laughs> like. I, um, I'm not directionally challenged. I just, uh, I appreciate, uh, traffic updates. I appreciate, um, Google Maps tells you if there have been, um, accidents. speed traps. Yep. Speed traps and accidents and things like that. Google Maps is just a homie, bro. Yeah, and also my Google Maps speaks to me in Thai. Aw. So I just, sometimes I like to have it just so that I'm actually listening to Thai every day. Um, So also, I don't forget it. Your dad's hat. 
is Cole Shack's hat if he had an upgrade. Speaking of my dad's Cole Shack hat, um, last night we had an event. Mm-hmm. And when the event ended, we my dad left his phone in his car. And he was like, hey, since you're still downstairs, do you mind just running down and grabbing my phone? I left it in the car. I said, sure. So then I run upstairs. I'm thinking my dad's going to be sitting in the living room waiting for me. He's all the way up in bed. No. Like no, no, no. He didn't go to the third floor because he said, why would I go to the third floor and make you run all the way up there? What he did was he sat on the top of the stairs in the pitch dark, waited till I freaked the fuck out and almost fell down the stairs, and then started laughing and whistling the coal shack theme at me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That sounds like a fun time. I was like, this man. I don't know why you're looking so discouraged. That's iconic. <laughs> yeah, it would have been if I wasn't the one having a heart attack and falling down the stairs. True. <laughs> Everything's funny until it happens to you. <laughs> right? It's like, that's really funny if it had happened to anybody, anybody else. But, yeah. But in the moment... Also, I look really cute with this hat on. I think you're still in your dad's hat. Oh, absolutely not. It's way too big for me. My dad has an yeah, abnormally large... Yeah, the fact that it fits with your hair and a exactly. My dad has an abnormally large head. Like, not being, like, rude. He literally just, like, he has to get, like, custom-made hats because, like, normal baseball caps don't fit his head. Oh, really? Yeah. Me. I just can't wear hats because my hair's always up. I can't wear hats because my hair is usually too thick to put in a hat. And then I look like Monica in that episode of Friends when they went to the Bahamas with a hat on. And then she takes it off and the top of her head's flat and the rest is sticking out like a really sad dog. I, look, so I just don't wear hats. I love love wearing hats. I just don't usually wear them because I'm usually too hot to put bother. my hair down. And then, like, unless my ponytail's at the exact specific pot spot where it'll fit through the hole mm-hmm. in the baseball cap, but then I look like a mom. Honestly, the mom will kind of be hitting them sometimes. Especially with long hair, you're like, I'm not just any mom. I'm a soccer milf. Yeah. You, you have soccer milk energy. If you have, if you're wearing a baseball hat with like a bob, like with my length, maybe a little bit shorter, you are, hi kids, I bo- like loaded up the Volvo, here's your orange slices. If you have the snapback on with the long hair with the ponytail through the, ba- the back, you have, here kids, let's get in the fucking like, like, oh, what's the, the ranger one called? A Range Rover? Uh, get in the Range Rover. Here's your fucking Kit Kat bars. No, I, think, I think you just look like that mom who actually gets up and jogs at 4 o'clock in the morning before the kids wake up. True, but she has a Range Rover and she's sitting on the dads at soccer practice because she's a single mother. Or she runs marathons. And she has her life together. It's yeah. really one or the other. Yeah. I am so neither which, of those. Which soccer milf will you be? Take a fucking guess which one I'll be. <laughs> neither of those. Yeah, I'm neither of those. I will be the sad MILF. I will be a MILF. My boobs won't let me not be a MILF. I just feel it. <clears throat> and, um, but I'll just be depressed. I'll be happily married with my children, but I'll just be sad all the time. And then I'll make my kids little emo fucks that they get bullied for because it won't be cool anymore. Speaking of which, me and Mary Kate, I was trying, there was a TikTok that came on when me and Mary Kate were just like hanging out before we recorded and watched the show. And it was this little girl talking to her mother about how she thought My Chemical Romance, she was holding the t-shirt and said, I don't know what TV show or movie this is. 
And I was okay, just like, Okay, but like, to be fair, fair. Not, children are not going to know fair, anything about My them. Chemical Romance um, is, I mean, okay. They're not indie in the sense that like, people don't know no about problem. them, but it's a very niche category of music. Yeah. Because like, even your like, alt pop punk type things... My Chemical Romance really isn't that either. They they even said they're like we're not emo music like fuck it like we're not emo. Yeah, we're more alternative rock than anything else. Yeah, I mean and like not gonna lie, Helena might be the most emo song so. I've ever heard in my entire life. But like they're not they're not part of the mainstream pop punk. They have like two or three songs that are mm-hmm. like Welcome to the Black Parade is like the emo, emo anthem. anthem. But to be honest, My Chemical Romance as a whole is a very, very niche, niche yeah thing. fandom. And um, their art is very theatrical. Oh, one hundred percent. So, like, and each I, album is a completely different sound. So yeah. Category, like, categorize yeah. them into so, one. So, like, thing. if yeah. I was like a kid and I saw, like, even say, oh god, what is the album title that Helena's three, on? Uh, I think it's on Three Tears of Sweet Revenge. I think so. Yeah. But so that, like, if I was looking at that, I would be like, oh, that looks like a weird, like, noir movie. Movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't blame the kid. And also, she was, like, easily 11. <laughs> easily 11. Yeah. Like, I do know there were some 11-year-olds who were just out there listening to My Chem when they first, like, Ew. dropped. Okay, sorry, but, like, now that the hat is on so you can't see the ponytail, it so- looks like this is the length of my hair. <laughs> Don't do that. No. Don't do that. No! And then there's me that I listen... I, the thing is, I don't... The only artist that I listen to their music is like five seconds of summer and ice nine kills like those are the and ed sheeran i fucking love the little gingerbread man so there's only one artist that i would tokyo hotel sell my soul for and that is tokyo hotel now i literally got into an altercation on tiktok this was week. it on that tiktok that i sent yeah, you yeah didn't you read them the message yeah. i sent you yeah so i went on this tiktok and it was like all these um, emo anthems showing up online, and everybody's forgetting about this one. And it was Monsoon by Tokyo Hotel, which also the thing that pissed me off about it was it was literally the day after the 16th anniversary of Monsoon existing. Like, mm-hmm. and there was like a big Discord live stream with the voice from the band about Aww. the 16th. They do something every year on um, on August 18th. Oh, so. On this TikTok, this girl in the comments was like, I, most emo kids my age never really got into them because they broke up before they could get, like, really popular. Even I know they haven't broken up, and that's simply because of you. I said, um, excuse me, ma'am. They've not broken up. They've been together making music for 16 years straight. They took a like, little bit of time off mm-hmm. because they were going through, like, at one point they had to take a, um, a year or two off because um, the lead singer had vocal surgery and they were... But yeah, you can't record they, or obviously. perform. <laughs> and then, like, there were some issues when the boys, the twins, first moved to the United States. Because the thing is, Tokyo Hotel, they've never been huge, huge in America. But in Germany, where they're from, they were fucking massive like to the point where you everybody knows they exist you either love them or you hate them Mm -hmm. they're like one direction of germany oh okay and to the point where so people were breaking into their house and stealing things from their house oh no 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 yeah so they moved to america and then they kind of went underground for a little bit just because they like needed Needed to to get out Mm -hmm. 
so I think there's like um, a six year gap or something between mm -hmm. their third album and their fourth album. Mm -hmm. That's understandable. There's a four but, year gap, I think, between, or three year gap for Five Sings of Summer. Right, but like everybody who was like a real fan knows that, that like it, yeah. that's why they like literally had to like reevacuate. Yeah. And also, like, they started this band when they were 14. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's the 16th anniversary of their first al solo album. So, like... That you're turning 30. Instead of 15 plus 15... They, they started the band when they were 14. They weren't 14 when the song came out. Because okay. um, I was like, nope, that doesn't add up. <laughs> no, um, they are... The twins are the youngest, like, Georg and Gustav are older than the twins. The twins are turning 32, 32 next month. Sorry, um, Bill has a tattoo on his arm oh, that okay. has their birth year on it, and I had to draw the tattoo yeah, in my yeah. head to make sure I had the year correct. Yes, they're turning... 32 on September 1st. Oh, they're two days before me. 0901, 1989. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit obsessed. But so anyway, so then the girl comments back. Mm -hmm. And she was like, okay, well, I'm 22 and, like, uh, people my age don't, like, really listen to them. And, like, it's not really, like, my type of music. And I go, honey. If that's fine. That's fine. fine. Everybody's allowed to like whatever kind of music they want. I'm not harshing your taste in music. Just don't go talking shit saying you people don't like them because they broke up, because they're not popular. Like, no. Give me a real reason. No. I think if we don't like them, we don't like them. And I then somebody else them. was like, they might not be all the original members, but they're still making music. I said, no, no, no. They're still all the original members. Don't worry. All four of them. Still there. Still best friends. It's fine. Mary Kay just knows everything about Tokyo Hotel. I've met them twice. Um, and she asked... I did. I asked the lead singer to marry me, and he said, sure. Um, he then came out with a book um, that discusses the fact that he is um, at minimum bisexual. At, he never actually has labeled himself. His only serious relationship was with a man. Um, my parents have always told me they think he's gay, but, like, he did tell me he was going to marry me, so, like, I'm going to take it. Yeah. So, um... Also, Heidi Klum will be my sister-in-law when I marry him. Because his twin brother is married to Heidi Klum. The Jesus-looking guy that Heidi Klum's married to? Yeah, that's Tom. That I met him. He, what whistled, the he whistled the wedding march while hugging me. And now he's married to Heidi Klum. I thought she was married to Seal. Oh my god, they got divorced like a decade ago. <laughs> I, was, I don't keep up with that shit. <laughs> I she was a Seal. I think she got divorced from Seal, like, before you were born. Before I was married? Where the fuck was I for my own <laughs> wedding? Yeah, I don't, I don't, rem like, I rem that's why I remember Heidi Klum with, I don't follow Heidi Klum enough, and it's funny because she's also a German, so I'd be the same. Oh, no, they, uh, they announced their separation in 2012. Okay, so you were alive, but literally a decade ago. Well, because that's when around the time when I stopped watching Project Runway, so I stopped caring. Oh. Um, she had a Halloween party. She has well, she has massive Halloween, Halloween parties, parties every year. And a couple years ago, the first year that her and um, Tom were dating, they went as Shrek and Fiona to her Halloween I party. I saw that. Yeah, that's my brother. That's adorable. I love that. Um, I have no idea 
how <laughs> this podcast has turned into me telling you everything about Tokyo Hotel. But if you have questions, ask her. Ask me. If you want song suggestions, ask me. Um, yeah. Yeah. So thanks for listening to us talk about music for a hot minute and how we're a little Just wait weird. till somehow Blackpink and BTS come up on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> that I will literally take a back seat and let you handle it. Because I know nothing. At least in... Like, I can have some knowledge of Tokyo Hotel, because yeah. we talk about them so much, so I feel like I know secondhand knowledge. Yeah. Whereas, BTS and Blackpink, I'm like, yay. I just, I don't like K-pop. It's never been something I've been interested in. And, we just can't get into Honestly, it. K-pop is just like Justin Bieber with words you can't understand. And did I like Justin Bieber growing up? No, 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 Justin Bieber now. Not Justin Bieber when we were growing up. Do I up. like Justin Bieber now? Have I well, ever like, liked Justin I don't like his music. I just, I don't okay, like that Okay, you cannot style. tell me that Stay is not a bop. Stay is a bop. But that's what I'm saying is, K-pop, like, K-pop, is like, K-pop is like that kind of Justin Bieber. Like that level. Like the what things Biebs is doing right now. Like that's only because of TikTok. I don't want to listen to the whole song. I, I know that sucks. I just, I never liked Justin Bieber. I once, went on, I once uh, went on a radio contest to try to win Justin Bieber performing at my school, and I carried pennies around balls and literally went on the radio and cried and begged him to come sing at my school. I had um, tried to get Big Time Rush tickets on KISS 98.5 when they were at the Erie County Fair. I didn't get them, but guess who still wanted to go see Big Time Rush at the Erie County Fair? Me, motherfucker. Guess who wore Logan Henderson's beautiful fucking face on her chest? Me, motherfucker. And who Logan put a picture of him? not even that cute. Um, have you seen him now? The tattoos, the hair, Did the low-key scrub. Did you see... The TikTok I sent you of the kid from Victorious. Oh, um, Robbie? Yeah. Yeah, he also be looking fun. Also, the guy who was Frankie and Boy Meets World, the big fat poem yep. guy. Yep. Oh my. Yeah, that's why I'm like, don't disrespect on the weird nerdy ones. Well, I, I always loved Frankie Zucchino because every time he's saying poetry, my heart melted and I was like, I would love you forever if you talk to me like that but then also now he looks like you could take a jackhammer to his stomach and the jackhammer would break yeah that's nice but logan is like literally like i just logan is cody with black hair and a little bit more tattoos yeah i just james was always james James and carlos like james is like obviously pretty like that's nothing bad with it like he i'm not sitting there saying james is not attractive because he is kendall is also Kind of fucking young. They're all young, okay? There's no one that's just like, ew, I would. Listen, I love Kevin. I was never a Kevin girl, but there's no, ew, that's Kevin. Right, Out of Big Time Rush. Like, but no disrespect on Kevin. He was the first one to get married. Kevin Jonas. Yeah, but you said Big Time Rush after you said Kevin. Yeah, I said there is no, ew, Kevin in Big Time Rush. So you you don't have a Kevin of Big BTR. But honestly, even, even, even in... Even in the beginning, even when Kevin was the weird one, he was still but, hot. And he also was the funniest. So, like, I okay, went back and watched sorry, Camp Rock. Camp, Kevin talking about birdhouses yeah, in Camp Rock? That was me. <laughs> like, I went back and watched Camp Rock when I was older. I said, the slander we put on this young man's name. The disrespect. Because Kevin is a okay. national treasure. Do you know what the worst thing about Camp Rock is? And this is Joe Jonas' hair. Oh, no. Joe Jonas' hair. Great. Love it. His pants? Perfect. Pants, yes. Hair? A little no. too stiff for me. The worst thing 
about Camp Rock is that Demi Lovato's throat shows a complete lack of vocal technique and literally I am crying for their vocal cords. See, Demi Lovato's face shows zero singing technique. And no, like literally you can see in their oh, neck how tense how her, tense her their her their vocal cords are and um it literally makes me want to cry yeah no that's fair i just didn't like how she was like this is a like her teeth would show in every word she would say they would say i'm sorry i did not know that they yes i demi, demi lovato has come out as a non-binary and i didn't use they them pronouns Look up for them. Yeah. I didn't know. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, they still have not gotten a vocal coach. Also, I'm not a fan after the whole uh, pop froyo debacle. Pop froyo debacle? Um, Demi Lovato went to a froyo shop in California and then made a whole big fuss and was like, this, sh- this shop is disrespectful to people with body dysmorphia and eating disorders because everything is labeled as like sugar free or like low fat and the shop was like y'all those are for the diabetic people like they gotta be labeled sugar free yeah and they were like well that's triggering listen like i understand if it's hard and you have eating disorders like that is a mental illness and i understand um, that it's hard I also, but when it's there for other people's medical illnesses, right like you i can't also those. i also suffered from bulimia as a teenager i have do a lot of mental work to be okay with the way i eat but my mother has diabetes so do i get mad at her because we have sugar-free things in the house no. Are you fucking dumb? And that's why you can't negate one mental, like, one illness for another illness. You have to, like, if it's upsetting you, don't blame the shop. Just go, okay, I can't eat there. If it bothers me too much, yeah. I shouldn't put myself there. Right, but, like, to be believe that your triggers are so much more important than, than other diabetes. people's. <laughs> yeah, than anybody else's. Just... Because everyone's going to have different responses. Like, yeah. your cake can be completely fine with the smell of corn. And I could want to fucking die when I right, smell corn. Right, but, like, the thing is, I could be like, you know what? This is triggering for me. I'm probably not going to go back there. Or I could be like, you know what? This is, even if she, they, went to the owners and were like, this is kind of triggering for me. And the owners were like, we're sorry that it, it's triggering. These are the explanation. Mm-hmm. At least you could look at it in right, a different way. Right. But that happened. Mm-hmm. And then they still were like, well, it's rude. No, because that's one thing is if you can look at, take a bag and go look at it that way, it's, I'm not saying it's ever will be easy. I've never, yeah, no. I've struggled with it, but not to that extent we're no. seeing something sugar-free yeah. or, um, what was the other one? Low fat. Low fat. Like, I, w- I won't do that. And also most yogurt places tend to have low fat yogurts. It's they tend to have low fat density to them. So I'm like, but once again. Right. Can I say over? Um, just be this mindful. This also happened a while ago. Um, yeah. Uh, before we move on to the show, because we should probably do that, um, I just want to say Bachelor. We're just to find ways to avoid it. Yeah. Bachelor in Paradise started this week. Um, it was amazing. David Spade was the host, which... <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt when they announced it, and then I watched it. I wanted it. to make sure I wasn't thinking of the person that wasn't in Grown Ups with Adam Sandler. 
That's the David Spade we're talking about. Okay, Spade, like Cusco like, from the Emperor's... Yeah, but yeah. I love David Spade, so I'm okay with it. Like, here's the thing. I was just like, but why? Yeah. But honestly, apparently he's a huge Bachelor fan, and he, like, live tweets the shows all the time, and oh. he's super funny. He was the best part of the show. Really? So fucking funny. I was dying. Yeah, because David when, Spade's funny. When we were doing the, when they were doing the introductions of, like, who was coming down to the beach, he literally goes, all right, now let's go meet the same people you've already met a hundred times. <laughs> I was like, and then like jokes. This, this one girl who like oh wait isn't what you call um the one that looks like Steve Buscemi on there from, oh Carl like, yeah Carl's ew there. yeah um, I don't like Carl I hate Carl um unfortunately the guys have the roses this week so Carl's staying for at least a week but what? yeah um but this one girl who's like drama mm. came down and David Spade was like all right, like, go to the beach. And then it was just him, and he goes. <laughs> um, also, how did anyone, okay, was Bachelor in Paradise filmed before Chris, uh, Chris, right? Chris's season came out? Like, the one that he was on with What's-Her-Face, and he got sent home? No, Car- there's Car- what? Carl, I'm sorry. No, it was, it was filmed, yeah, it was filmed before we saw it, but not before it happened. Okay, but do, do any of the people know like, why he got sent home? Yeah, all the, there's other guys from the season there who were, like, pissed that he was there. Like, uh, Trey was literally, like... Hopefully he won't laugh. Trey though. literally was, like, can't wait to see the drama that Carl's about to bring to the speech. Also, um, it's happening right now, so I'm not watching it live, so I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure my friend is getting kicked off with Big Brother tonight. Oh, that's right, because they're back during Britney. But at least she's going to be in jury if that happens. She got to at least be in jury. Yeah. But also, Which, fuck Sarah Beth. She's trying to get she's Beth. trying to get Britney into being the one to vote for her when she makes it to the that was finale. Last, and I'm like, oh, okay, was, sit down, so bitch. I'm like, you're not making it fucking anywhere. But um, as if you watch this podcast, you will know that I have said from the beginning that Britney is going to make it to jury and not any farther because she isn't going to make alliances with the right people mm-hmm. and she's going to rely too much on being strong. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's exactly, exactly how it played out. The only thing I Literally, I was texting my friend, and he was like, show me receipts. And I was like, I can't. I said it out loud to my sister. Like, I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't have receipts. And then I told my parents, and they both go, yeah, you definitely said that. Yeah. And also, can we just talk about how I don't think Brittany had even a chance to even show what she can do. Because she was Christian's pawn. She was Derek's pawn. She was fucking... I, she wasn't really Frenchie's pawn that I was aware no, of. Frenchie was... Frenchie was just fucking nuts. Um, but she was Christian and Derek's pawn for the longest time, and now fucking what's-his-face is coming in. Why, Kylan. Kylan is coming in, using her as a pawn again. Like, okay, no, here's but Kylan's thing. not using her as a pawn. Kylan's targeting her, so it's different. But here's but- my thing. If you are trying to win a game, wouldn't you want to be the last person you're with be a pawn so that you can win that game? Well, yeah. So but, why, but did, why, same, why no, not take a chance to get Derek the thing, out? Here's the thing. You... Oh, the fact that he's not back during Derek X is a little sketchy, except for that I'm rooting for Derek X. Like, same, but, like, it doesn't make right. sense that he wouldn't um, take that shot. Here's the thing. You do not watch Big Brother the way I watch Big Brother. No. So, like, I understand your frustration completely, but also the people on the show are people like me who are, like, in it. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's not time yet. They don't have... They... they you can't carry a pawn all the way to the end because mm-hmm. it just you need somebody who's it like the smaller the numbers are the more competitions there are the more you need people who are actually 
doing something to benefit you, not mm-hmm. just existing. Okay. And so, like, although the thing that pissed me off is that Kylan's reasoning for wanting Claire out was not a lie, and Tiffany pretended it was a lie so that she could keep Tiff or Claire, but then acted like Aza and Derek wanting to keep Brittany was shady and disrespectful to the Alliance, even though she did the same thing for Claire. I am not Team Tiffany. I'm so, I'm so over Tiffany. Tiffany? Is it, she was, like, trying to get the whole house to vote for Christian last week, and then she ended up voting Christian out. I'm like... Yeah, no, I'm not Team Tiffany. And, and she has to start shit. And then, when you told which, me that Which, like, shit-stirring is so entertaining. Yeah. But also... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, this week we watched episode 14, The Trevi Collection. It was rated 7.8 stars, which... Isn't the lowest? It isn't the lowest. I think it's a little high for the episode. Um, I found this episode to be um, incredibly mediocre. But here's the thing. The one thing I'm going to say, because I know Aliens is still voted below it. Only reason why I think this one is higher is because it was a lot more easily understandable to someone who's just, like, plainly watching it versus... Yeah, but it was boring. Yeah. But it was a 70s. There was hot checks in it, I guess. Like with terrible fucking acting. Oh my god. Yeah, but like there was also a naked lady. Barely, Barely. a naked. As, there was a girl na- in a bra. You, yeah, but like there was girls in bras, and then there was that lady, the the, in the oh, melody with, in the shower scene. Yeah. Like that was as naked as you could get on TV in the seventies. It was her bare shoulders and her bare legs. And the shot of her legs went way higher than you would think. Yeah, her. It was like almost to her badonkadonka. It said. Ah, shit, that's a coochie cam. Look at that. Um, it came out on January 24th, 1975. And the blurb says, a series of... B- <laughs> a series of... B- <laughs> you glitched. literally stroked out. I have no <laughs> idea what that was. <laughs> a series of... <laughs> you know, um, the scene in Billy Madison where he tries to read the Curse of Z's? I was reading a cursive Z and my brain just turned off. You said, I'm, you said, back to school, back to school. <laughs> a series of bizarre murders creates a menacing pattern in the fashion industry and Kolshak discovers that a leading designer is using witchcraft to hinder her opposition. That's this, actually not what happened. Definitely not. <laughs> but um, I wanted to go for fashion design. I am now a witch. This could have been my life. Um, actually, I had a fashion design class in college. I mean, it was um, costume design, not mm-hmm. fashion design. But I, um, actually... I hate sewing, so I will never do it. Yeah, no, but I, uh, I can't sew. Um, I mean, technically I can. I'm just not good at it. Um, my final project for my costume design class was a redesign of Antigone. God bless you. No, the play Antigone. I don't know the plan. Wow, your high school sucked. Yeah. Antigone is like the easiest Greek classic play to read and understand. Yeah. Um, well, the play Antigone, I did the costumes for everything. Basically, like Cats, the musical, except they were much classier. And they each were like big cats that represented like this, the main character essence because greek plays are a lot of like characters representing things so like i like looked up like in mythology or in history what does this big cat represent and then i took the character that best fit that Mm -hmm. like 
yeah. thing, and I designed their costume to look like that cat. Okay. And, like, the cat, the costume that, like, looked like a caracal had, like, the caracal ear feathers as, mm-hmm. like, plumes coming off the sleeves and stuff. Oh. Like, it was genuinely beautiful. Yeah. And then I've never done anything that good Like, I could come life. up with designs fairly well, and I love doing that. Having to execute them was something I was... Oh, yeah, this this was just a design class. I never yeah. had to make anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I could never execute. Like, I learned sewing for a few years, and then it just got... I just hated how time-consuming it was, and God forbid your freaking little thing that goes on, the, like, the bobbit that goes on top of the sewing machine that feeds the thread through, and, like, if it gets fucked, and then you have to redo it. It's just so much pain, patience and meticulous effort that I don't have. That I'm like, yeah, like hair, like doing hair is gonna be any fucking different, yeah, but no. at least it'll be a little bit more fun. <laughs> um, I hope at least I meet some cool people. Good luck, Charlie. But no, yeah, I just um, I just couldn't do fashion design. I just had too much of an issue with sewing. I can hand sew really well though. This episode was directed by Don Weiss, who also directed The Vampire and Firefall. So Regents Vampire. It, okay, it was fine. It was directed fine. I just don't like the vampire. <laughs> it was written by Rudolph Borschat, who wrote The Ripper, They Have Been, They Are, They Will Be, which is the alien one, and The Energy Eater. So we had Shadow Dude. Those were the Shadow episodes. Granted, there weren't a lot of Shadow playing. Um, there, yeah, but, but that's the writer, not the director. True. Um, but The Ripper was a good one. The alien one I thought was great. And The Energy, Energy Eater was, was good. Yeah, that was really good. This just said, this, it had so much potential. It I think really the concept did. did. The concept was great. I genuinely think, like, the series of events, like, the overarching plot was I think interesting. It, I think it was just executed so poorly. And I don't think that should fall on the writer's fault, because I think the script and the story he had put was excellent. I do think it goes back to the director, because yeah. I just I just found something that could have been amazingly also, interesting so boring. Can we talk about how the director has done um, The Vampire and Firefall? And in both of those episodes, there were two t- I hate to say it's terrible women actors in it. That over like Ooh, in I, Firefall, who is the terrible um, actor? There, wasn't there a woman in, what was Firefall? The Firefall was the conductor. The symphony conductor. There wasn't any women really who weren't I thought there was, maybe it was a different episode that came yeah. after that, but, because it was around that time. No, but the vampire, the vampire, the female vampire, yeah. and the witch in this episode so, are, like, on par for terrible, terrible performance. I was like, listen, I'm not going to knock you. I know you're doing your thing. The I know thing is, the woman, was a big deal. The thing is, but also, she's not a bad actress. Oh, but did you see what else she's in? Yeah. I did, it's just, like, her overacting in those scenes were just too much. Which I, but based on how it was, I do feel like it was a direction note, not an act. Like, you know what I mean? Not her, yeah. per se? Okay. So, our guest stars, we have Nina Folk. Falk? I don't know. It's F-O-C-H. I would pronounce that Falk. Yeah. Nina Falk. She <laughs> played Madame Trevi, the designer. Um, she had about 172 credits, and the one that I freaked out and said I wasn't going to tell you until we got here was that she played Ducky's mom on NCIS. Really? Mm-hmm. I was like, shut up. That was like her second to last role before she died, was oh. Ducky's mom. Um, I mean, think about how old Ducky is. This is his mom. True. Um, she's best known for uh, 1951's An American in Paris. Okay. And The Ten Commandments, the like Charlton Heston, the old oh, Brenner yeah, movie, yeah. The Ten Commandments. So like, she's old. Yeah. But phenomenal. 
And I actually really did not hate her acting at all. Oh, yeah, no, she was good. Then we have Marvin Miller, who was the lecturer, the guy who wrote the book. Mm -hmm. um, he won two Grammys for children's music. No, he's playing the and books of the occult. Yeah. <laughs> um, he did a lot of voice work, like cartoons. He has about 162 credits, and nothing really stood out to me, like, other than recognizing that most okay. of it was cartoon. Mm -hmm. um, he's most known for the 1946 movie Deadline at Dawn. So this is not his first horror thing. Yeah. Um, then we had Bernie Copel, who played Dr. Graventess. I don't know how to say that. The doctor, nope. he was only in a one scene and had a one-liner. One, one about, and a half scene. Had a one-liner about chicken soup. Yep. Um, the cold check finished. In this episode, he is a younger man. Mm -hmm. But what he looked like before he died, I apologized to his entire family because I literally thought it was a picture of Mitch McConnell. <laughs> oh my god, that's him. Yeah. The doctor, when he gets old, Mitch McConnell. Nice. Um, he had about 138 credits. He was most known for Get Smart. Um, he was a main character or a recurring character in the original TV show, and then he had a guest role in the was, movie. He was super old. Yeah. Um, but my favorite credit is that he has one credit that is listed as Old Guy in an episode of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love. I don't know what episode that's. Me from. either. I didn't look. I just was like, old guy. Yes. And then our I last guest star was Lara Parker, who played Madeline. Um, she. The reason I know she's not a terrible actress is that she was most known for playing Angelique Collins in all of the Dark Shadows stuff. Oh. She wasn't obviously Angelique in the Johnny Depp movie, but yeah. she was in the, the Johnny Depp yeah. movie as a guest, like as an on homage to the fact that she, she was, was in the original. She was oh. Angelique in all in the original series and the movies. Oh, so this is not her first time doing a darker show. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, I know she's not like terrible. Terrible. She's not incapable. There was just something about this, and that's why I think it falls back on the director, which makes sense because the episode we have hated the most before this was also the same director. Yeah. So I think it falls on him because also the close-ups of women scream cackling for yeah. no reason, that's definitely him. Or scream hissing, like, <gasps> Yeah. That cute. I guarantee none of you wanted to see a close-up of me doing that just now. Uh, maybe I'll zoom it in. You won't. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, the episode... It starts with Kolshak going to a fashion show. Um, I said Kolshak at a fashion show is a very weird energy. Yeah, he, I think he also understands it's a very weird energy. He, he didn't really want to go there. to the fashion show. He went to go meet with an informant, but then the informant uh, snuck off during the fashion show to take secret pictures of a design because he was trying to, uh, I don't know, some kind of weird money laundering in the fashion industry. That's the thing. The whole that subplot, subplot that was the actual inciting incident of the episode, I never understood what was going on. Yeah. Um, not gonna lie, I didn't understand. That's why Kolshak uh, was there. Mm -hmm. Because I it was not made very clear. And no, I watched it, it twice. In his, in his opening monologue, if you actually listen to what he said in his op opening monologue, he explained everything. Because it sounded like he was just, like, being forced to go to a fashion show. No, he was there. He was forced to go to a fashion show because it was the only place he could meet up with this guy who was trying to get information about a, like, money laundering scheme from, so he could report on it. But the money well, laundering scheme was... where everything else happened. Yeah, the money laundering scheme was within the fashion industry. Got it. Yeah. Um, 
Then my next note is about the actual fashion show, and I said that's the ugliest thing I've ever seen, honestly. So Madeline wears basically a full-grown turkey around her face. The feathers look like a full-grown turkey's feathers. Um, I would know this because my boyfriend's friend has a full-grown turkey, and that thing is fucking scary. It's, I didn't like, it was big. Like, he, motherfucker was, like, up to here. I know how big a I turkey know, is. I didn't like it because he was just, like, do it like Turkeys you, are uh, almost uh. as mean as geese. Yeah, I felt Did you know they can fly? When I lived in Florida, I lived on the third story, and one morning my roommate and I went out onto our balcony to drink our coffee, and there were <laughs> full-grown American turkeys in the tree honking at us while we drank our coffee. And that's how I learned turkeys can fly. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> because that bitch was big and scary. He would go, and he would like waddle fast and he'll stop. I'm like, yeah, uh, who fucking I asked you, sir? I also one time uh, just almost destroyed my car because I was driving on Grand Island Parkway, like the river, the oh, yeah. river parkway, and um, a turkey ran out into the road in oh, the cute. middle of the night. Cute. And that's how I learned how tall they were. Fucking huge. <laughs> I learned up close and in person. I was like, get that mother. I was like, well, that's very cool. I just want to pet your fucking goats. But your goddamn turkey. I would also just pet the big. turkey. I was too scared to touch it. I felt like I could sense my fear. Yeah, probably. Um. Oh. So then while Kulchek is stuck watching this uh, terrible um, fashion show, we go up to the guy who he's supposed to be meeting, who is upstairs sneaking around, like, the design room trying to take pictures and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, there are mannequins that are attacking him, which is really cool in theory. Except for that some of them were mannequins, and some of them were people pretending to be mannequins, yeah. and you could tell which ones were which, and it was not a good look. Yeah, like, I understand why they were doing this, so there was more mobility... But, but, then make it, the, but then don't ever put the fake ones and the real ones in the same, same shot. Room. Exactly. Like, even if you have shots of the fake ones moving, and then, like, like, later when there was the picture of the pile of all of them, yeah. fine, like, use real mannequins, but if you're doing a shot of a real person moving, do not have one of the mannequin mannequins in the shot, because it is so obvious yeah. which one is not real. And then it just shows, like... Are these women? Are was, these... Because that was my first question when we watched it. I was like, is this actually... I'm like, are they supposed to... Yeah, we, you were real confused when we yeah. first watched that. I, it is a cool concept, and there were some close-up shots of mannequins turning and it, with the way they edited it. I'm like, they could have done that for the whole fucking scene, and yeah. it would have been awesome. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't have to put real women in there going, looking very monotonous and having no expression to try and make it look like a mannequin. Yeah. Um, cool concept. Valid in execution, though. Yeah. So, the whole episode. Yes. Um, then, uh, Kolchak, so, oh, so then this guy gets... Uh, yeeted out the window by the mannequins. Yeah, they went shink. Which I want to know how they did without joints. They moved like real people when they were. They were. Well, you would spell. you would think that. No, but, but they, like later they did in the scene like when Kolshak when the girl like swiped the thing off the desk from Kolshak mm -hmm. like they did move like it real was people. A, well, and sometimes because it was also a real person. But uh, the thing that makes it look weird is because you had such stiff. Ones that were actual mannequins, and then the actress like played I said. it. It was inconsistent. So I'm like, if you really think about it, if you were just as confused as I am, how are you gonna throw a whole grown ass man with no joints? Even though, yes, I understand you're moving like real people, but when you have actual mannequins just being pushed around on a basically a dolly for the shot, yeah, it's um not really gonna work. <laughs> um, Any questions? 
So Kolchak goes to investigate and he runs into one of the models and her name is Madeline and um, she's talking to him about what's going on and I wrote that she seems like she might be the dumbest girl alive like or maybe every southern sorority girl. You said Alabama. Well because Alabama University's sorority is insane. True. Um, but, um, she, also, she's, like, all about, oh, I want to be famous, I don't really care what you're going to talk about, this is, this whole article is like, about me. She's, like, I'll give you information, because you'll give me publicity. Yeah, and then she's, like, oh, I can't wait to see what the title of the headline's going to be, gorgeous model, met in a dark world where someone's, where a, she was, fashion stealer gets murdered. But she also, like, was, like, like, ADD hopping from topic to topic, and yeah. they were all so vain and so vapid. I just was, like, I hated her from the beginning. I was like, can she think about literally anything but herself? And then, plus, she's looking at Carl like she wants to fuck him. And I'm just like, not Which, I mean, like, if you do, fair. good for you, but, like... But, like, at the same time, your motivations aren't really clear right now. I don't know if you're trying to get something out of him, which, yeah, in a sense she is, but, like, it's not transparent. I can't tell if she's just flirtatious and trying to be you know, like, flirty and, like, full of herself and think of that because she's hot, she can get any guy she wants type of deal. And I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. But don't worry, it won't get clearer. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Um, so then, as she had been talking to Kolchak, she took him to this other place to do this other modeling photo shoot, and there was a super famous, like, international model who decided Madeline couldn't be part of the photo shoot because um, they looked too much alike and it would take away from her. My only, which is very fair and happens in the modeling industry and I totally get it, except for the fact that neither one of these they looked look alike. absolutely nothing alike. Yeah. And since this actress who was the famous rich model was in literally one scene before a cat scratched the fuck out of her face, you couldn't find anybody who looked more like Laura Parker to do that scene. Exactly. Like, some of the models who are standing next to her looked, wa- more, like looked her. more like her than the famous one. There's been actresses on the show in previous episodes that look more like her than this it one. Was, it was, ugh, ugh. Tragic. Also, time out. Do I smell fucking pierogies? No. Because whatever it is, kind of do smell fucking good. So, props to Pretty sure that might be the burger? Should be burgers. I just wasn't sure because it smelled like pierogies, and I was like... Uh, no, it should be the, uh, special sauce burgers. Special sauce burgers? Like the McDonald's, the fake McDonald's sauce burgers? Oh, yeah. nice. I think. That's what it should be. I don't know. Um, so then, uh, Kolchak goes back to work. He gets intercepted by these guys who want information from him about the extortion ring. They're blackmailing him. The whole subplot was boring and confusing and stupid. Which, honestly, I don't really think that Kolshek got any information besides those pictures. And I don't know why he just didn't hand over those pictures and this was all I got from it. Because he did not find out anything besides he got pushed Yes, up. but he still wanted to. He still wanted the story. Uh, fair, fair. So, um, but so then he tells Tony what's going on and then we have a moment where Tony is being dad. Yeah, he's literally screaming at Kolshak, and the one part of the scene, I'm like, I can't tell if he's legitimately running out of breath and improv the rest of the scene, or that's actually how the scene was supposed to He was to like, end. um, I, probably because the director's so bad, that was probably all Simon Oakland. Yeah. But he was like, I already have to worry so much about this business, I don't want to have to worry about you also. Like, he was like, for, Tony is daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go to another scene of another model who's about to get, um, unalived. And she 
is taking a shower. With a towel in her With hair. With a towel in her hair. Oh, I forgot. I was going to look it up. If when, shower caps Yeah, existed. when were shower caps invented? 1880s. Yeah, I thought so. Um, this girl is taking a hot shower, and she is wrapping a towel around her hair to protect it from the water. Now, like, not to be rude, but how dumb do you have to be to not, to think that a towel won't get wet in the shower? This is also directed by a man who probably doesn't know how women shower. Well, I mean, like, to be, to be fair, I don't put my hair in a shower cap. Like, if yeah. I'm not washing my hair, I just tie it up on top of my head, and I don't put my head all the way under, mm -hmm. and, and then, but then I still always have the hair around my face and the hair at the nape of my neck still get wet. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I'm going to put something on to protect it, it's not going to be a towel oh. that's going to get heavy when it's wet and then soak through my whole hair. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the shower gets really hot I mean, in the witch she ties it perfectly. Like she said, I know how to fucking do it was this shit. stunning. Also, she's the one who was almost naked and, like, I'm so jealous of her skin. It was so so smooth. And, like, we see how terrible these cameras are. That was not makeup. That yeah. was that this is a beautiful, beautiful chocolate-skinned woman yeah. who is, has everything I wish I had. Yeah, like, her skin is legitimately skin so beautiful. so like, beautiful. And, like, once, once again, the cameras in the time are shit. And, honestly, the prettiest model, like the one who's trying to be, like, the hottest and thinks that she's the shit. Even though they said was the prettiest model, the international girl that came in. She was not, no. Melody, the, the Melody, Melody, the black model, was the most beautiful person in this entire episode. Melody said. Hands down. Take a fucking seat. That's where the extra, And she was also wearing the most gorgeous fucking dress ever. That's where the extra .5 rating comes from this, was it's just seeing her beautiful thighs. And that, honestly, Melody dies simply her because... Death, no, but her death was not overacting. Yeah, like, no. for, her moaning in the shower was a little weird, but no, like... it wasn't her that I was complaining about. I was complaining about when um, Melanie, she does the... Or Madeline does the... <laughs> Yes, no, but when, her. no, yes, but when she got in the shower, you mm -hmm. did say, I have never moaned like that when I got in the shower. Yeah, that is true, but. but I have. Um, sometimes, no, well, sometimes you're just, your back is just like, like please God. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she was beautiful, and I think that she is the sole reason why this has a higher rating than the Alien episode. Yeah. Um, fair. So then, um, this lady dies, so Kolchak obviously is investigating because now there's multiple deaths connected to the same thing, so mm -hmm. pattern. So he goes to talk to um, Madame Trevi, who is perfectly in character. Her acting, that whole scene, mm -hmm. iconic. Um, but the thing that, and like basically she's like talking about how they're a haute couture hustle on and they don't make clothes for the masses and they don't have espionage because that, they're not the mob they're mm -hmm. just a fashion house and how somebody like Kolchak who dresses like Kolchak and looks like Kolchak and works for the kind of people that Kolchak does does not need to be around their house and it seems like she's kind of the bad guy mm -hmm. but knowing the ending it's very clear that she is doing her best very best to, to not him. say the wrong thing because she doesn't want to be next yeah um and to also try and keep Kolchak away from her as yeah. well but um, my biggest question about that scene was um, on the drawing board of the sketch behind her, it was literally the witch's cloak from the coven. I don't know if you noticed that. I did. Why? 
I think it could have been a design idea that either she did come up with and the coven took, or um, that she I that mean, Madeline Creek. I feel like I feel like if this were happening in like a Star Wars movie, we'd be like, oh, Easter egg. But like because I don't like this episode, I'm like stupid. <laughs> um. So then Kolchak goes to the apartment building where um, Melody died, and um. This is now the second time in this episode where the police won't let him into a crime scene. Mm. And my note says, why do the police suddenly care about Kolchak traipsing all over a crime scene? Yeah. Because in the first 13 episodes, because they did it's didn't. high fashion. Government, they touch it. But you know government's secret? Yeah, come right in, Kolchak! Right, in the first 13 us. episodes, including the ones where the FBI is stalking him, we don't get police interference. But a lady dies in her shower, you can't come here. Yeah. Wow. Um, so then we meet the building manager, who is played confidently nervous very well. Who is like, I know I didn't do anything wrong, but being held with possible... Because Kolchak lies about being a lawyer and saying that he could be liable. Yeah. And, of course, he's like, there isn't anything wrong, but he's like, I'm gonna um, shit my this, fucking pants, bro. This, my notes is this man is either so proud, or no, this man is so proud of his water heaters. Yeah. Like, I don't know... I don't even know how much of this acting and how much of as much is just that this is the happiest man alive. And he is a really happy man. He's like, nothing's wrong. We're just that happy place. And like, but it doesn't feel, feel fake. Like, it yeah. doesn't feel like that awkward, like, yeah. Hey. No, he's just like. And then like, he like touches the water. And he's like, see, you feel it? Perfect temperature. Too, not too hot, not too cold. Perfect. And I'm like, I love him. Can you come make, is, like, do my work? He is baby. <laughs> he is baby. Oh, I love him. Um, gonna miss him next week. Uh, so then Kolchak goes back to the Trevi salon and runs into Madeline, who is trying on Melody's um, clothes. Melody's clothes for the fashion show, which, again... She's there, like, super late at night, like, the day after she dies. Also, horrible. Oh, yeah. Like, honestly, that... Even, even for someone who loves 70s fashion, you have to admit that that was super ugly. True, I don't like the color, but the, the shape of the it... The shape of it was cool, it. but, like, The it color was... and the design on it? No. Not really feeling it. Um, but, you want to know what? The reason why um, Madeline killed Melody was because she got a better dress at the first fashion, like, fashion show, because she made a remark by having to wear basically an ugly turkey on her head, and uh, Melody had, like, this gorgeous, like... Uh, like chocolate brown with like a hundred hand stitched crystals or something. It was gorgeous, and that was and the, and they had like a string down her back, and she had like a beautiful like oh my god her back. veil, but her veil, veil with the the diamonds down the front. This is gonna become a Melody fan page. <laughs> um, but uh, my favorite thing about the scene was actually Kolchak's reaction to Madeline saying that Madame Trevi was a witch because he was like, oh, like on a broomstick, and then she goes, yeah, and but he. Zero, zero face. Yeah, because and he's I was like, like, could you imagine this conversation pre all of the shit he's already seen? And he even like, what the fuck are you right, talking about? Right, but like at this point, we've got werewolves, we've got vampires, we've got aliens, aliens, government we've got, cover, cover ups, we've got um, robots, robots, we've got uh, the Jack the Ripper, Jack the Ripper, we've Zombies. got cells that come back to life cells as that like come back eight to men. Life. We've got the Spanish moss monster killing people from a mm-hmm. dream state. Like at this point, he's like, yep, witch. Sure. Yeah. Why not? It makes sense for everything else that's going on. He's like, let's add a fucking witch in Chicago. Yeah. Honestly, the witch being in Chicago makes more sense than most of the other things that have been in Chicago. So Kolchak leaves the 
Leaves. fashion place or whatever and as he goes outside um he gets attacked by a car that nobody was there i knew it from the second yeah um, the way that car whipped around I'm like there can't be a human body in that listen i think at first you were meant to believe that the car was part of the like extortion subplot mm-hmm. but then i was like nah fam there's nobody in that car and uh, you just looked at me and you were like, holy shit, you were right. <laughs> that, that car. to talk to this witch guy like this guy who wrote a book about witchcraft to learn about witchcraft and everything and um my and the guy is explaining to him like how to find a witch and all this stuff and like they're talking about the salem witch trials um and obviously side note there were no witches in salem witch trials that was all a government conspiracy government not government it was just like i don't like you you're a witch yeah not really government die bitch um, but at that point, their town was their government. <laughs> yeah, but again, it wasn't really... Yeah, Thomas Jefferson wasn't coming in and accusing Right, people. no, but like it also like, wasn't really, like... It was the church and, like, certain influential families. It wasn't really yeah. the government, per se. True. Um, whether those families were involved with the government or not is, like... Hearsay. No, not hearsay. It's, like, neither here nor there. Like, yeah. those families had enough power that even if they weren't necessarily in the government, they still could have gotten away with dumb shit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, in this magical world where witches um, exist in and a way control. that is actually magical, um, the Salem Witch Trials had real witches. And um, my note about it was that they said that witches couldn't be drowned, and that's why they drowned people at the Salem Witch Trials. And my question is, if they fully knew that witches couldn't be drowned, and that's why they used their trial... Mm-hmm. They were just, like, super okay with killing innocent people. Yeah. Once again, at least they got that part right about Salem. Um, so, Kolchak goes to this witch coven to, like, get more information about... Which, by the way, the person that told him to go to this witch coven was played by none other than the woman who li- who played the wife of the man that Rose had slept with on the Golden Girls and then died in her bed. Not her actual husband, the second person that happened to her with. That's how I knew her. I saw her face, I'm like, she was in the Golden Girls. I just can put out one episode. And her voice is also really familiar. So, like, if you've yeah. seen that, you will know her voice. Yeah. Um. So, he goes to the coven. And they're doing a bunch of weird shit. Um. And, um, I was like, hey, at least he's not sneaking in this time. Yeah. But then they charged him to be there? Even though they said that they didn't have to, but they took donations. And then blamed him for only donating a dollar, basically. Um, and then... This is where I got really angry. So he goes and he's like, hey, I need help. Um, I think this witch is trying to hurt me. And they were like, oh, you have to do this, this, and this to get rid of the witch. Um, okay. I wrote a whole, like, half a page. Firstly, these are some scam artist witches because they're making a sacrifice to the devil and claiming to not be black witches. Like, how dumb do you think Kolshak is? I mean, you were apparently correct, but still. No, that is very true. You don't... Like, they were literally like, our Lord can't be here because someone is in... not 
in the oh someone is cursed or something and like they're wearing robes and like chanting and i was like y'all are literally sacrificing shit to the devil and then pretending to be white witches Which and kolshak doesn't get it no kolshak but also kolshak has fucking no knowledge of this he or has that book know. in his hand she was reading the book Maybe he really was a scam artist that didn't know nothing about fucking witches except how to kill them. Well, he was there in that coven. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, probably. Um, I don't know. That whole thing was... It just pissed me off. Because... Inaccurate. Well, it just also, like... I feel like they built so much up in the beginning of, like, the deaths, and then they rushed the witch shit so oh, much. Because they were so focused on this, like, intrigue and espionage in the fucking fashion district, while also there's a witch involved here. And just, like, you couldn't, like, one would be a subplot at another time. It was like, yeah. okay, we're gonna focus on this for, like, Right, like, give there, make there be a different reason why Kolchak had to be at the fashion show and then have all the same shit happen without the interludes of the... Like, espionage stuff, because, like, the scene where Kolchak got, like, roughed up by the, like, goonies and then was talking to Tony about it, that was, like, a good three or four minutes. Yeah. Like, there were some funny jokes, but it wasn't enough to make me go, like, I care about this. Yeah. Um, so apparently in this, um, weird coven, uh, Madeline is there in the coven. Laughing like a maniacal. Laughing like a crazy person. And this is sort of the shot where the director, I think, should have cut away a lot sooner. She focuses and zooms in on her face for a solid, like, ten seconds of her just laughing. And it's like, ear, it's but, like nails on a chalkboard But also, laugh. it didn't look like her. Like, at the first, it took me it a minute. Her hair it was took me a minute face, to like figure out way. that it was her because it was a weird shot. Yeah, her hair was covering her face really weird. And then when her face finally, like, let out, and she went, <laughs> And the zooming and the way her, she was shaking her body. I'm like, this is overacting where I don't think you need to be. Because, like, the laugh that, what you call it, did the other, the lady who told Kolchak to go to this coven would have been perfectly maniacal enough, that little Yeah, but that lift, still lasted too long. That lasted too long, too. It should have been shorter, but she should have done but that it, and not gone, <laughs> and then, like, yeah. shook around like a freaking blow-up doll outside of the front of a fucking car dealership. Because that's what she fucking looked like. That was very passionate. <laughs> so then Kolchak goes back to INS, and the office has been ransacked. Because of the whole espionage subplot um i wrote i love how the office is ransacked to attack kolshak and he's the only one who doesn't help clean up yep but also um i didn't realize there they talk about what, what was painted on the window i somehow missed that the first time we watched it mm -hmm. i didn't realize that the ransacking was the espionage i thought it was the witches mm -hmm. and i was like why did the witches put peanut butter on tony's hat <laughs> what that what does that have to do with anything also, why did the spies put peanut butter on Tony's hat? But um, Tony says that he's finally going to quit the newspaper and join his brother-in-law selling Venetian blinds because he's so sick of Cole Shack's shit. And I said I would watch a show about Tony selling blinds. Me too. I feel like he'd be a very good salesman. Like it would be like a home network show where he goes to these people's houses and sells them different kinds of blinds. I just want to see how he sells people blinds. That's all I really want to see. Yeah. And then also him just like go home and be happy and not deal with Cole Shack being a fucking like so sell some blinds and then go eat some nice serpenter yeah exactly like he Ugh. deserves to yeah um my next note says miss emily is a gem and a half yeah because kolchak is trying to figure out where there's copper and she points to one of the broken like machines because of the ransacking and she just goes i'm just pointing i'm not saying yay or nay and then he's like kolchak goes well i'm saying yay and thank you so much and he gives her a little because i love emily's 
and Kolshak's well, Yeah, but then, okay, so then so you have this nice. really a precious scene with Kolshak and Miss Emily, and then he goes to the hospital to see Madame Trevi and, like, is, like, talking to her and, like, everything. Um, because, oh, because the doctor called Miss Emily mm-hmm. and was like... Oh, wait, we missed a spot. So, yeah, um, Kolshak goes and burns the contents in the... Which it, in oh, the, yeah, I took no notes about that. So, basically, what happens in between those two things, Kolshak figures out what he needs to do, which is go behind the witch's desk and take out the box and all the contents in it and dump them out and then set fire to them um yeah and so but when he does that he thinks he's stopping madame trevi but then turns out that's how he finds out madeline is the witch yeah and then she's like what are you doing and she starts to gasp and choke and then it's because there's a thread around a voodoo doll essentially um, inside one of the dressers in the girls' rooms. and Oh, but that, we didn't know about that yet. He yeah. goes to the hospital because she's trying to tell him something, and she tells him about this voodoo doll and what he has to do to help save her life. And he's so sweet with her. So we have this Miss Emily scene followed by the Madame Trevi scene, and I literally was like, Kolshak and old ladies. Like, Kolshak with, like, grandmas is my favorite thing. I feel like Kolshak is one of those people who's like, you know what, old people are cool. I feel like Kolshak's mom died early, and he, uh, like, has, like, a... a, a okay, you didn't no, 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 make listen, this traumatic. Listen, no, but, like, his mom died early, and he didn't get to care for her the way he feels like he should have, so he has, like, this relationship with old women where he just wants to protect them. Oh! That's so sad! <laughs> but, like, is that... I'm gonna look at every Kolshak and Miss Emily scene completely fucking different now. But th- isn't that not what it reads? It does, but I didn't want to think it! Gosh. Um. So then he goes to the shop to, to like find the voodoo doll thing. Oh well, he talks to the the doctor. And the, then you the get the split soup scene joke. with the soup joke that is useless. But then he goes to the shop. Um. Not that it's useless. It just doesn't do anything for the it, plot. Yeah. Um. So he but, finds the voodoo doll, and after ransacking all the drawers, and snips the cord so she can start breathing again. And while um, he's sitting at the desk, though, there was this shot in the mirror of the mannequin. I love that mirror that. shot. If you just see the mannequin slightly turn, that would be an awesome that shot. That would be an awesome shot. But we're not going to get that. So, I mean, they could feasibly do it. Someone laying on the ground and just slightly turn the face of it. Oh, we got it! We got it! That's genuinely creepy, too. And I was just like, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Fucking did it. Yeah. Stunning. Stunning shot. I was really proud because I didn't think that the director had the cojones to do that. And they fucking Only did shot it. I will compliment him on for the yeah. whole episode. Because that was really cool. Um, then Madeline comes in and was like, oh, Carl, that was so brave what you just did. And she's being all, like, coy and flirty again. And he, like, is flirting back with her literally to get information. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he has the information he needs about the espionage extortion mm-hmm. thing, he's like, cool, never Bye. mind. Well, and this is why I think he has a weird relationship or, like, a good relationship with his mom was because she's like, Carl, I can tell when you're lying. He's, like, just like my mom. Yeah. Oh, no. That's going to make every fucking right? thing with I just sad. made this show traumatic. I can't with y'all. Um, so, um, then, basically, the rest of the episode is just a series of Kolchak being attacked by mannequins and this girl screaming in a way that is uncomfortable. Yeah. And then he ends up what I thought was really blue water, but it 
is actually fat. He tries to drown her to get her power, like, to get her power down enough that he can, like, incapacitate her. And he dunks her head in water. But it wasn't water because they're in a freaking costume shop. So, like, a, a, like a sewing room. And so it's fabric dye. So her hair and her face and her clothes all turn blue. And Monica turns to look at me the second time we watch it. So, unfortunately, we don't have video proof that she goes... Why is that water blue? I said, because it's not water. And then I was, then it was just like a, oh, right. Nope. All that makes oh. sense. So then, but the thing is, he's like, she's like, you can't accuse me of being a witch because there's no one here but me and these mannequins and they don't give a fuck. Well, then Kolchak's like, well, then come get me, bitch, with my mojo bag. And he starts booking it outside. And, and then, then in her the middle run, of the- her run was literally a waddle and like, like that. If you're watching visually, I'm really sorry you had to see that. And if you're watching, listening, um, obviously audibly, um, good. You missed me do that. But that was what she looked but like. But then, so they get out on the street, and there are people walking up and down the street, and he's like, in front of all of these people, I accuse you of witchcraft. And she's like, ah! The worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I literally said, if I was on that street, I, I would have been, been, I would be like, what the actual fuck is going on right now so and then we find out that the lovely witch completely lost her sanity in a psych ward because i'm pretty sure if any passerby saw that go like what the fuck just lock that bitch up um yeah and then apparently now and this is the confusing part she got smallpox from like 500 years ago yeah she got some kind of pox and she is ugly now and i don't know if it was like a she made a deal with the devil and didn't succeed, and so he made her ugly. Or if it yeah, was like, like a, beauty. or if it was like a, I've, I've been, been alive, alive for five hundred years, years and using magic to make me beautiful, and now I don't have magic, so all of my nasty diseases are appearing. I I don't know. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't like it is because I don't really, really understand. understand what happened. Yeah. But with that being said, with that being said, thumbs up. Sorry, that's the. You know the Alonzo Laurent th- it's a song at the end of his YouTube uh, videos? He's like, thumbs up. What that being said. <laughs> Sorry. I watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> For some reason, I was thinking Bo Burnham. No. And t- Bo- he goes into that, I say. Chorus is coming up. Uh- yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Trivia. Hopefully, it's good enough to make up for this mediocre episode. I feel like we were funny. Well, no, we were great. Um, but so I have this app called HumorCast where it tells you the weather with like a um, a joke, a joke, or like some really sad, sad thing. Like right now, um, the weather right now, it says this weather is lit. I really wanted you to read the one that was first there about how ambulances oh. are the first transformers. Oh. I didn't even, yeah. um, this weather is lit, or like this morning it was super, super muggy and it said Mother Nature is peeing. Um, the other day when it was like the only cool day of the whole week, my weather, the humor cast said today's weather is spectacularly mediocre. And that's exactly how I felt about this episode. <laughs> spectacularly mediocre. Yeah. To say the least. So, goofs. Errors made by characters. At the end of the lecture on witchcraft, Griselda tells Carl that she doesn't endorse individual covens. Less than a minute later, she endorses an individual coven. 
I'm thumbs downing that shit. Endorsing means... They, no, no, no. Because she said, oh, I don't endorse individual covens and then endorsed one because she was a scam artist trying to get him to come free Madeline. Yeah. Of course... That's not a mistake. That oh, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, I hate when people are like, oh, I caught a continuity error and it's like, no, you just didn't fucking You caught my under- dick in your mouth. Shut the fuck up. You didn't understand the plot of the show. At all. What am I on? Why did I say you cut my dick in your mouth? <laughs> you cut my dick in your mouth, bitch. Uh, during the fashion show at the beginning of the episode, Madame Trevi announces a return to nostalgia. Later, during an interview with Carl, she tells one of her designers, Cornelius, we're not doing nostalgia anymore. So she did it for one fashion... Once again, she just did it for one fashion also, show, and that she, would be again. Also, she's not in charge. Madeline was so pissed off at the feathers on her dress that she doesn't want that anymore. Exactly. Dumb. Thumbs down. Basically just thumbs down the whole fucking episode. No. Besides our fan accounts. Trivia. Laura Parker portrays a witch, which she also portrays as the character Angelique in the original Dark Shadows. Wow, thank you so much, Trivia. That was so interesting. I had no idea. (laughs) Bernie Copel, who plays the doctor here, would go on to play the iconic doctor, Adam Bricker, two years later on The Love Boat. I have never watched The Love Boat. For that being that iconic, I don't fucking know who he is. I mean, I know what The Love Boat is, but I um, I... I don't know Mitch McConnell's looking fucking ass. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's nothing against him. It's just that Mitch It's McConnell. not even against Mitch McConnell, except for that he looks like Yertle the Turtle. Yeah. He like, really do. That's it. That's all the trivia. This whole episode is... Mediocre. Nothing short of mediocre. Spectacularly mediocre. Yeah. But hopefully our commentary, our jokes, and our wits on being funny and our stupidity has not been lack of mediocre. Honestly, I hope that my um, deep dive into Tokyo Hotel made up for this episode. And I really hope me saying, um, shove my big fat dick in your mouth also just made you feel a lot better. Feel supported. We support you. Yeah. Um, we also hate Demi Lovato and people who look like Mitch McConnell, but we love uh, boy bands. Yes. And if you also love boy bands, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Death and Aliens, or email us at deathandaliens at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at E-M-K-A-Y underscore superstar. And you can follow my dumbass on Instagram at monica.lynn underscore. And you can follow me on Twitter at mon underscore lynn underscore. And now we're going to end this episode real fucking fast because my mom cooked us dinner. Yeah. Bye. Deuces, y'all.